You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. So, I'm pretty excited to talk about this dude. Yeah, I am too. To be honest, I, I kind of just expected him, especially after he won you know, new male artist of the year. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected him to you know, be like the other new artists, kind of poppy. Man, I was wrong, and I'm so glad to be wrong. Well, here's my thoughts. When I first seen him, like the very first time that I seen him, I was not a fan. Just and and I know that's judging a book by the cover because he just he looked like a prick. He looks like he would sing in pop country. He and he looks like he comes from money. He reminds me of the kid down the street that always got the brand new bike. Yeah. Always come up with a blonde bowl haircut. Mm-hmm. Always towed on you. Yeah, look like kinda. I don't know about all that part, but he looks like the kid that had everything he ever wanted. Never had to work for anything. You know, had a brand new truck. Yeah. Had a real hot girlfriend. Had, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, star of the football team. You know, that's what he looked like. Well, as you guys are about to see, this guy that we're talking about, I was completely wrong. I judged a book by the cover, and I'm so glad that I got to know him. Ladies and gentlemen, this week we are talking about Parker McCollum. Good guy at heart. When I got to high school, not much really changed. I ran from the cops in my soaked up Mustang. And all of the girls thought that I was a good guy at heart. That song right there is called Like a Cowboy. Had you heard that song before when when you were doing your research on Parker? Not before I was doing my research, but, uh, you know, that song reminds me of another artist's song. And I can't remember, I can't, I cannot place my finger on it. Really? But it does. It sounds, I'm not going to say exactly like, but the whole part. Yeah, yeah. It does. I it does. Song, I, yeah, but. yeah. It's and here's another thing. So after I judged a book by the cover, something else that kind of brought me into Parker before we even did this research, I seen a TikTok video, of course, of him pulling a fan out of the crowd. This fan was wearing a white t-shirt with a gold chain mm-hmm. and a baseball cap. Yeah. So it, it kind of took me back to when I went to Chesney concerts and I tried to just dress up like Chesney and I would have gave anything if Kenny would have pulled me on stage and let me do a song. Parker pulled the fan on the stage, let them sing like a cowboy. And the guy actually nailed it. Now, since then, I've been trying to find the video so I could play it for you so you could see what I saw, which is very humble and like, giving back to your fans to allow 
a perfect stranger step yeah. into the spotlight that you rightfully earned, you know. So that was pretty cool. I've heard a couple of interviews, and he seems he seems like yeah, you know, just a regular dude. Very humble guy. He doesn't look like he'd be a regular dude. No, looks like he'd be a jerk. But yeah, it's not. Like he's a really cool, you know, laid back guy, and he's he's really funny too. Yeah, he is. Very sarcastic. That's my kind of humor. Ladies and gentlemen, Parker's stage name is basically the Gold Chain Cowboy. He does not look like he sounds either. No. You know, he's got that kind of a whine to it. And I I get the relations when people say he's a modern-day George Strait in the making. Do you know who he sounds like to me? Who? He sounds like a higher-pitched quarter smith. He does. I see the relation. It's I really especially do. in the song, yeah, I Meet You in the Middle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, like that reminds me a lot of Corey Smith. Yeah. We've got but a story about that song, too. You want to know the yeah, difference between Corey Smith and Parker McCollum? What's that? Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's Parker's... why Corey Smith didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Parker McCollum is going to go places because he's got the sound and he's, he's got the look. He's got that poster boy look. You yes. know, the look that most teenage girls have on their wall with the a poster of a guy so let's go on and dive into the facts parker's middle name is yancey the day that he was born june 15th 1992 is yes it was did you know what the number one country song was in 1992 i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and take a stab at garth brooks song i don't know what song (laughs) no that's when he was kind of in his it was yeah. But it was Aggie Berkey Heart. Oh, wow. By Billy Ray Cyrus. Which, boy. speaking of Billy Ray Cyrus, that's somebody that we need to put on our list. Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't really have any desire to talk about Really, though? Cyrus, yeah. But he's a good singer. Is he? I will debate that later <laughs> on. We will write that down. That's whatever. So, anyways, Parker grew up in Texas, right outside of Houston. He created his very own. Uh, music label which was pym which is his initials as of right now he has 2.8 million streams a month on spotify that's pretty impressive that's pretty good yes when he was growing up the music that he was embedded with around his family was willie nelson buck owens and porter wagner a lot of texas acts acts yes and his family introduced him to Mr. Pat Green, who is kind of like a George Strait of Texas, and Mr. Chris Knight, also cross-Canadian ragweed. Yeah. Chris Knight, wow. He's somebody that, folks, we've been postponing because we have been trying to get Chris on the show, but Chris is just like his songs, man. He, he really don't want to sit down and bullshit with nobody. He just wants to tell you a story and go home. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's honest as the day is long. He is. And then, I mean, I really wish we could get to talk to him, but I mean, I understand when you reach a certain you know, level of fame, you know, you're getting pulled in every direction. Yeah. I tell you what, though, if you go check out the one and only Chris Knight podcast that is even out there, it's a good one. I tell you what, it really is. You get to know Chris a little bit. Um, as Parker was a little boy, he had a famous babysitter. 
Yeah. Kinder Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And to my understanding, she was pretty hot, but he doesn't remember anything about it. Uh, she did turn out to be famous. Now, I'm not sure what for. Do you? She designs, uh, I think, jewelry, maybe. She's a jewelry designer. Yeah. It's either jewelry or purses, like accessories. Did you ever have a hot babysitter? I think I only had one babysitter. Yeah. I mean, she made them chicken nuggets. She was hot to me. I know, right? It was like the first time that, okay, my mom has left me home with another female that is not my sister. Uh-huh. It was kind of awkward, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're, I'm not going to ask. Got a second staff, but that's me. And your sister probably listens. Anyways. So I don't want to be... That that would be weird. I don't have any sisters, so I never yeah. had that. Well, during the summer, Parker worked on a cattle ranch. He listened to Bob Dylan, Steve Earle, Towns Van Zant with his grandpa. George Strait has will has always been his hero. Yeah. He learned fiddle and played uh well, he learned violin and he played in an orchestra, starting playing guitar around the thir- age thirteen harmonica around 15 he loved his brother tyler who is a great songwriter that he still credits today he was always working on music he moved to austin after school to attend college he started out in a truck with a guitar from that he went to a nicer truck then he went to a nicer truck and trailer then he went to a van and a trailer and now he is currently on three tour buses. Yeah. That's a pretty big, uh, you know, that's when we think back to the kid that probably had everything. Mm-hmm. I doubt he did if he started like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think he had you know, a, a need for anything growing up, but he wasn't, you know, for sure he didn't come from a lot of money. You know? Yeah, it's not like a like the Johnny Cash story, you no. know. You know, his family probably had plenty, but, you know, he wasn't extremely wealthy. And he had a humble start when he went to, you know, moved to Austin. And, I mean, he was working on the uh, uh, Limestone Kid. That was the album he was working on then. Right. Um, But, yeah, I I think he kind of found himself when he was in Austin. But he got to the point where he had to he had to leave (laughs) because it got a little wild and he got into a few too many things and i understand that i mean i've been there yeah um but he found a a a piece of his musical ability there yeah and he's a big part of it well around 2013 is when he actually released his very first um ep it was a song called the highway 2015, The Limestone Kid, which he wrote nine of the 11 songs. Two of the other songs were written by fan or by family members. All of these songs were experiences from Limestone County, Texas. Now, Texas Radio picked up this song that actually helped gain him a T-Bird songwriting award. And this song was Meet You in the Middle. That you love me, then you headed way out west, chasing dreams that you'd been dreaming, loving boys you never met. I'm still stuck here in the city, so much left I have to learn. Grandpa shaking off his cancer, just in case you hadn't heard. Guess I'll meet you in the middle. 
And that's got that red dirt sound. It does. You hear I like it? that song a lot. Do you? Yeah. What What do you think of the video editing? <laughs> of course, that was in 2015, and you could tell that he didn't really have a big budget when right. they uh, when they shot that video. Yeah. But sometimes that's that's when you actually get the best out of an artist, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it kind of shows you how much he wanted it, you know, because he, he was willing to put out. I'm sure, you know, that's probably as best as he could have done at that time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's good enough. Yeah, it, hey, it worked. I mean, yeah. it generated, you know, 30 million views on YouTube. Which not is, too shabby. That's not too bad. Around 2017, he released Probably Wrong. This was the first time that Billboard Charts named him at number six on the album, 14 on Indie, and 15 on the big charts. So that's pretty impressive because at that time, he had no record deal. The record deal didn't come until 2019 with MCA. Do you know who else is on MCA? Mr. George Strait. He has been since day one. It's a pretty good company you got there, partner. Yes, it is. So his first single with MCA was released in the middle of a pandemic. It was pretty hard. No, that was the very first time that I heard him yeah. with the with that little twang that he's got, or I don't know what you would call it. I know his voice is very unique. It is. It's different. It's not something that you hear on you know, country radio every day. And it's got a lot of critics, a lot of DJs talking about, you know, they're very hopeful about the music coming out of Parker because it yeah. is different. It is. It's not the same old modern day pop stuff. Right. You know, and that's that's a good thing. It's something I like about it. And he talked about it in one of the interviews I listened to. He, you know, likes the sad breakup music, like the, you know, songs about heartbreak. I remember listening to country back in the 90s, and almost every song was about heartbreak. Yeah. In some form. I like it. But you know what kills me is like, I even talked to a guy today and I was like, do you like country music? And he's like, yeah, I do. But I don't like the stuff about talking about losing my dog and all that. You know, I there's only one song that comes to mind when you think about country music and a dog, actually two, Feed Jake and then Blake Shelton's Old Red. So, I mean, a lot of people are easy to put a stereotype on it. Well, those people are going to be fans anyway. But, I mean, it just kills me because country music is so much bigger than that. Yeah. You know? But anyways, he, Parker was an artist that the pandemic kind of robbed from. Everything was kind of put on the back burner at this time. This is when we find out that him and Cole Windsor did I say it right? Uh, uh, Wenzel. Wenzel are really good friends. And it kind of reminds me of the relationship of Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney. They were both around that age. I was wrong. When they were Cole in Wetzel. Wetzel. 
don't know why I put an end in there. So around that time, Chesney and Tim McGraw and Tracy Lawrence, they were in their own little clique around the same age that these two guys are. So it's kind of cool to see 20 years later that you still have friendships like that in the business. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they say, you know, that's when you make some of your you know, best friends if you're in the industry is when you first get started and when you're scratching by trying to make ends meet and you know it's it's a very hard time it's very stressful but they say that yeah that's when you meet your best friends in the industry that's what jeremy told us yeah songwriters especially because they get in little groups and like him and collaborate yeah oh yeah Yeah. and i think it's the same way for you know singer songwriters it's it's kind of a fraternity it is and when they get in they don't know anybody else and they just kind of branch out and but they always have those original fans or, you know, friends that they started it. And I think it's really cool. You know, I also heard, you know, for it to be a good buddy, that buddy will talk you into kicking a hole in the wall before you go to bed. (laughs) And that's kind of the rowdy relationship that they have. If you want to share a little bit on where people can find this story. Yeah, that was on the uh, Theo Vaughn podcast. He's a comedian. Uh, I've referenced him before. Uh, he he interviewed uh, Parker, and Parker was discussing when he was in Waco, Texas. They're playing at a bar. Um, it was him and uh, yeah, uh, Cole <clears throat> Wetzel, and uh, Cole evidently when he drinks, he gets a little wild. Uh, yeah, likes to party. Yeah. They say he gives everything to his fans, though. Like, yeah. every little last bit of yeah. energy on stage, he gives to them. What he's got left, he lets the walls <laughs> have a day Yeah, or, story. or the streets. Mm-hmm. Or the strip club. He <laughs> enjoys them, too. Right? <laughs> you know, that day, I was kind of thinking, oh, Lord, that would have been something that I would have done back then. <laughs> so, at this time, this is when the pandemic is starting to kind of go away here we are in 2021 he releases the gold chain cowboy album which from what i've heard it's a lot of his life that is built up to this moment mm-hmm. right yeah i mean uh, i think it's kind of his little signature it is so here we are he gets ready to release his very big hit right here to be loved by you This song actually won Breakthrough Video of the Year at the CMT Awards. He also, as you guys seen, was the new CMA winner for New Artist of the Year. Which, I mean, you start winning awards, it's just much easier to sleep at night and book shows, you know? Oh, sure. The song Like a Cowboy, which was the first song that I played, that song was um, a song that he didn't even release. He didn't plan on releasing as a single, but the fans downloaded it and pushed it so much. It was just fan pushed only that it come up to a number 22 song, which is pretty impressive for something that you didn't plan to right. even be a single. 
So, um, like I said, he is a big, big George Strait fan. Here is Carrying Your Love With Me, a cover that he did of George. I mean, he kind of takes the song for his own. You hear it? I mean, it's still, but it's kind of a perfect song. Don't you worry about the way I pass. I love it. That's a great song. It's a classic. It is. It's one of my all time favorite country songs. But, uh, you know, that's his idol. He's singing one of his idol's biggest songs. Uh, that that is one of my favorite ones that I've you know heard him sing. Yeah. Um, I, let me tell you what I like about him. What's that? So he grew up, yeah, just a little north of yeah Houston, yeah, Conroe. I'm from yeah Monroe. Yeah. yeah. County Kentucky. I like that. He's a huge baseball fan. Fucking sports. And always, for some reason, have to drop a death ball. Sports make you drop f bombs. I'll never understand that. Yeah, somebody didn't get picked in kickball when they were a child. I uh, just can't get into it. Well, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. So he is, uh, yeah, such a big fan. Last year in the playoffs, he's a big Astros fan. Of course, you know he's from Houston, basically. So he's a big Houston Astros fan, and they made the World Series last year. If you remember. Uh, they played in the American League Championship Series in uh, uh, Boston. Him and his, at the time, fiance, he's now married, but uh, and his uh, sister and his brother-in-law, he brought them all into Boston. He bought four tickets. Uh, do you know how much those four tickets cost? This is not the World Series either. This is I, the, I'm going to say $1,500. A piece. Are you serious? He paid five grand for four tickets I, I, in Boston. I mean, here's my thing. Football, <laughs> basketball, I could probably go see. But baseball, it's even if I got offered that much, though, I just don't see the excitement of it. I mean, did you play as a kid, play yeah. baseball? Yeah. Okay, so you're one of those fans who played it, lived it, and understand it. I got I you. Love it. That's, uh, would you pay that much had you had that, it? If I had that much, I would, yeah. If I had that much to spend, I mean, I don't. But if I did have it, yeah. if it was my team in it, yeah, I would. Um, I looked into tickets when the you know Indians and the Cubs were in the World Series. So let's see if I could go with my dad. He's a, you know, a lifelong Cubs fan. I'm a lifelong Indians fan. I'm sure, you know, now the Guardians. But, uh, yeah, uh-uh, that was not happening. Yeah. Ticket prices. Yeah, Cubs fans, yeah, I think the Cubs hadn't been to the World Series since uh, 1908. So when they made it, it was over 100 years. And that, you know, the Indians hadn't been since, well, they, they, <clears throat> they've been, they haven't won since 1948. So it was the you know, two longest droughts uh, where the team's playing. And the tickets were like two grand a piece individual seats you had to sit by yourself so now what year did they make it you said they had not since uh they had won. do the years again it was 1908 for the cubs okay they hadn't been to the 
to the World Series since 1908. They hadn't won the World Series since 1908. Okay. I don't know. So when's the won. last time they did win? Well, they won in 2016. Damn, so 100 years. It was 108 years. It was the drought that they So what keeps a franchise going? Fans? Yeah, fans. And, you know, they're all owned. So, oh, gotcha. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> the Cubs is one of the you know the oldest franchises, so because you would think winning keeps the lights on. Yeah, well, they also have concerts at you know, Wrigley Field. Oh, that's true. And like you hear, uh, I mean, it's big money yeah. if you get a you know good seat at Wrigley. Okay. If you go see the Indians or you know the Guardians now, like in the regular season, it's cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, in the playoffs, everybody in the city cares, so they spend a little bit more money, but. Yeah, they were they were over two grand a piece just to sit by yourself. That is crazy. Yeah. So I've got two more songs left that I want to play you guys from Parker. This song right here, it really hits close to home. This is the first of the two. This is called Rest of My Life. There's a picture frame hanging a little to the side. Some drugs on the counter. In the kitchen by the wine And I'm shaking like winter But I just can't eat It's just one of those late nights That I'm never gonna beat And I lay down for a moment And my eyes start closing I can't help but wonder why Yeah, it's just the rest of my life Let a couple hours go by Then I bet it's gonna be think that that song was kind of inspired from the reason why he left Austin? It could have been. Yeah, very well could have been. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, but he did have a few lines in there that I can relate to. Right. And, but he also kind of reminded me, and I know I'm going to get the band wrong. What was that? It's kind of like a rock band. Maybe yeah. not Green Day. But it's kind of like a storytelling. His voice was there. I was, was going to tell but, you, it kind of reminded me of like an old alternative rock song, like a grunge rock. Yeah, song yeah, exactly. That's kind of the, you know, the style of it. But he had the country yeah. orchestra with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's going to set him apart yeah. uh, as the days go by with Parker. Here we are with another song that I really like. And it's it's talking about... Hey, I love you so much when I get to heaven. If it doesn't let me in, I'll just wait outside. And it's called Wait Outside. Hey, pretty angel. Flip the switch and turn off the sun. You hold a star so you know where they are And baby, when the night is done And the morning comes, we'll start over again So good, it's gotta be a sin I will love you forever Until the day that I die I will love you in heaven I'll just have to wait outside yeah, something. Yeah, he kind of. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it amazes me. I don't know if that's the word. Almost all his songs have a 
a different sound to them. They do. And I mean, it's creative on his part, you know, part, but that's something you don't hear all the time. I mean, like the majority of the time, they all use the same structure and, you know, all the songs are all, you know, along the same lines. He, it's, it's all different with him. He's not a regular country singer. Well, you know what I noticed when you look at artists like Jason Aldean, who has literally 10 songs that either have country road written in them <laughs> or back road written in them, mm-hmm. something about a road or something about a town. Yeah. I mean, he has four t- songs. He has Hicktown, Rearview Town. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, but here we are with Parker who gives a little bit of everything. And this makes me excited for modern country. And as you know, I'm not a big fan of the new stuff. But when it comes to Parker, I'm pretty excited to go see him live. I am too. I, I think he's got a lot to offer uh, country music. And it's kind of a fresh approach. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I like it. I think, I think he's going to be really good. I think he is too. Now, I don't really have a hypothetical for this. Because, I, don't, I don't have a fight song. I have the rest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and put it out there. You know, uh, Wait Outside would be the song that I would send to a girl. What would you out of his Didn't collection? Know that was hypothetical, but... Well, I'm just saying, it would be kind of <laughs> like a love. Yeah. You know, it would fall under that. I want to I wanna say the you know, Make Love song would be Ellie Ray Light. And I only say that because I know after he came out with that song, I know he made love. That's his What, what song is it? You know, Hallie Ray Light. I have not heard that song. His wife's name, you know, is Hallie Ray Light. I did not know that that was. A, all right. All right, folks. We got to bring you in here. All right. How, how do you spell it? H A L L I E. H A. Uh-huh. Hang on. L L I E. I E. Light. R A Y. R A Y. Light. It's already out for you. Okay. All right. It already <laughs> finished it for you. All right. Here we go, folks. We're gonna play a little bit of this because I'm kind of floored right now because I can't believe I didn't find this in the research. Uh, supposedly this was a song that he wrote about his wife, correct, Jordan? That's his wife's name. Okay. I mean, if you write a song about your wife, yeah, it's got to be the number one pick when it comes to the love songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder if he plays that song live. Oh, I would sure. say so. If she's there, especially. 
Yeah, that's something that I didn't see a lot of information on. Do you know anything about his wife? We uh, know that he's married. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, we don't know anything about her. I remember from one of the interviews, I heard a story about her, but I don't, I don't, I can't recall all of it, so I don't want to quote it because I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she's really pretty. I guess the song that I would listen to forever would be Like a Cowboy. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I wanted to say, yeah, yeah, Carrying Your Love With Me. Yeah, his version of it, just because it's a great song. But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, and I like the song Happy New Year. I yeah. like that a lot. Um, but I want to go you with You mean it's been a hell of a year? No. Happy See, year. you must know this collection of songs that I didn't even come across. I listen to on Spotify. Hell of a Year is an awesome song, too. I didn't like it. You didn't I mean, like it? it was okay. It's it's about, it's another breakup song, but yeah. I like Happy New Year. Well, a Hell of a Year is kind of like, it's an awful breakup song. Like, it kind of made me yeah. depressed. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't even broke up with nobody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, I mean, he's got a way of putting you in that moment. He does. He so does. is that why you didn't like it? Because it was so depressing? No, I mean, it's all right. It was just, it's just another breakup song. And I just already listened to it a breakup song that he'd sang before that. Okay. And when I you know, heard Happy New Year, I was, was kind of expecting something different. And then when it, I was like, oh, okay, that's a neat little twist. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Okay. Uh, but Meet You in the Middle is the song I want to listen to on. For the rest of your life. I like it. Really? I like it. It's just, yeah. Well, folks, this is our episode of Parker. And the stars you give me? I'm going to put him at 3.75. Yeah. Just because I want to give him room to grow. Right. And now, the George Strait that multiple people have related him to, okay, he's in a really good start, and he's humble. Yeah. But those are some big-ass shoes to fill. It's a big shoes. Like, yeah, Over size, 60, number one. Uh, yeah, 24 shoes, probably. I mean, the king of country music. Yeah, Parker's probably wearing eights. I'm telling you what, it's <laughs> really cool to be related or even be talked about in the same sentence. Yeah. So, 3.75 for the simple fact of I'm giving him room to grow. Right. That's something you always hear. If an artist comes from Texas, you know, they always compare him to George Strait just because he is the king of Texas. Yeah, but this is a guy that I'm saying that's like multiple people say. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like, I feel like he's going to, I think he's going to get big. I, I mean, his, you know, style is different. It's not the same as every other country. Singer, I think he's gonna be. This may be a rare, you know, case. I love his style. It's a breath of uh, fresh air in uh, country music to me. I'm gonna give him four stars. Okay. Uh, I don't think I've ever gave more stars than you to somebody. No. But I'm going to. Unless it's Chris Stapleton. We have not. I know, but I can already put money on it. He's going to get a four from you, Chris. Will well, I don't know. No, that's not necessarily true. Okay, he doesn't have, he's been around a while. He's kind of, yeah, top heavy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a different episode. That's a different episode. All right, folks. We hope you've liked our Parker episode. Go check us out on social media. Let us know. And uh, hopefully someday we can sit down with Parker and hear his side of this. That'd be cool. All right, folks. Well, 
uh, remember to like, follow, share, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, you know, tell your wives and then tell your girlfriends and tell your husbands and yeah, tell your boyfriends. All of them at the same time. That's fine. Let everybody know we're here. You can learn some stuff. You don't know how true all of it is, but you can learn it anyway. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. You know, reach out, give us some feedback. Until next time, hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be malign in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch you all next time. <laughs>